Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. We've got the Middle East. We've got Ben Crump. We've got the agenda-driven media. We've got a ton of hypocrisy, and it's got me all fired up. So like I said, listen up here, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, let me start with the Middle East. Now, I know at some point this can't go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. They got to get a way to get it straightened out. But having said that, for lack of a better term, I can't believe the utter bullshit. That's right, bullshit being directed at Israel. But then again, I shouldn't be surprised because it's always been this way. And I'm sorry to say, unless something gets fixed, it's going to remain this way. Now, now, let me get this straight. I don't think it's complicated here. Gaza launches rockets at civilian locations in Israel. Civilian locations. Fortunately, Israel, with their Iron Dome, intercepts them. And then, in turn, Israel responds with attacks on Gaza. And for this, for responding, the Israelis are called inhumane. Inhumane. I mean, really, to me, this defies all logic. What should Israel have done? Turn the other cheek? Because let me tell you something, folks. You know it and I know it. If Israel ever turned the other cheek, they would get it right in the back. It would be the end of Israel. You see... 
I don't have to be some military guru to understand that here's the thing about war. People die. And that, unfortunately, includes innocent people. Innocent people. It's one of the tragedies of war. And war is a tragedy in itself. I know that. But you see, Hamas knows what it's doing. They put their rocket launchers, where did they put them, folks? They put them in civilian locations, in civilian neighborhoods. They use their people as shields. This is not something that I'm pulling out of my ass or out of the, the, the sky. It's a fact. And because they do it, some dies. Some people die. And you know what, folks? By doing that, it plays right into Hamas's plan. And what plan is that? Again, you don't need to be a military expert to understand this. Their plan is to make Israel look like the bad guys in the eyes of the world. And that bullshit gets spread by anti-Semitic politicians. Not only anti-Semitic politicians, but also a phony and hypocritical media. I've discussed this with you before. I will do it again because I knew this was going to happen. I told you about it in the past. How about the squad? I've mentioned them several times in the past on Get a Load of This. Several times. These four pieces of garbage. Ilhan Omar from Minnesota. AOC, that bargain. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from the Bronx and Queens here. Our bargain. Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts. Representatives in our government. These are all flat-out anti-Semites. All of them. Used in terms like they're calling Israel inhumane, inflicting violence. Uh, American taxpayer money is being used to commit human rights violations. Yeah, that's right. It's Israel being the human rights violators. I said it at the top to open up here. I'll say it again. I, I can't believe the bullshit that's being directed at Israel. How, how, how about this idiot, Elon Omar, okay? I mean, she is a flat-out anti-Semite. I, I quote, Israeli airstrikes killing civilians in Gaza is an act of terrorism. Palestinians deserve protection. Unlike Israel, 
unlike Israel's missile defense programs, such as Iron Dome, Gaza, there's nothing to protect Palestinian civilians. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. What a putz. What are we going to have? Marcus of Queensbury rules? They go ahead and launch. So far, it's been like 28, 2900 rockets. But they're the bad guys. And, and what I said is 100% true. They use their people as human shields. Exactly what has happened is what they want to happen because this generates comments by this. When, they're, when the civilians in Gaza get killed, oh, it's an international crime, it's a travesty, it's tragedy, it's this and that. Yeah, it is, but whose fault is it? Death is one of the travesties, well, one of the tragedies of war. Yes. You don't need to be a man of the cloth in any religion to understand that. It is. Look, I said this I know I'm repeating myself, but folks, if you've been a fan and and have listened to this get a load of this podcast for a good few years now, I've brought them up several times, the squad. And I, in, in particular, I did it here on a podcast. I did it on the radio. I said it several times during the Democrats presidential debates that I wanted someone to discuss the anti-Semitism coming from within your party. That's what I wanted to discuss. You had all your candidates up there, all of them. Biden, Harris, Bernie Sanders, all of them. And and, and two, Joe Biden's credit, whether you're fans or not, to Joe Biden's credit, he said Israel has to defend itself. But during the presidential debates, all of them, I wanted to to be brought up. What about what about what goes on within your party, the anti-Semitism coming out from the squad? And you know what? Not a peep. It was never brought up in any of the discussions. When when they were attacking each other, none of this was brought up. And the moderators never, not one moderator brought it up. Especially to Bernie Sanders. Because you see, Bernie Bernie Sanders is the worst kind of anti-Semite because you know what he is? He's a self-hating Jew. He's... Proved it in the past, he proves it again. Sanders has the balls to say that the U.S. needs to, it. we need to revisit, how should I say it? The, the U.S. needs to revisit the aid it gives to Israel because some of that aid 
funds the Iron Dome defense system. So I guess Bernie the schmuck would rather Israel not be able to defend itself. Here's Here's a quote from Bernie. The devastation in Gaza is unconscionable. It is illegal to support human rights violations. Hmm. Maybe Bernie the schmuck ought to study the long history of human rights violations that the Jews have suffered. Since we always go back in time, let's talk about all that. What's it, 5,000 some odd years? Whatever the hell it is, I don't have the exact number. I mean, it, 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 to me, it's mind-boggling. And, and again, folks, my entire life I've seen this. In, 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 my, in Russ Salzberg's entire existence, there's always been strife in the Middle East. I, I don't have the answer to how it gets fixed, but I do have this answer. The minute... The minute Israel, as I said a little while ago, turns the cheek, it's going to get it right in the back, right in the ass. And and then on, on some of the shows yesterday, really, I got up yesterday, I went for my run, I come back, flip on the TV on the DVR because I always tape the Sunday morning shows. And on Face the Nation, John Dickerson was sitting in what's for, what's her name, uh, Margaret Brennan. They had on Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And Dickerson kept after Netanyahu over civilians being killed in Gaza. And Netanyahu explained over and over and over again that Israel didn't start this, that they were defending themselves. He explained it over and over and over again, but kept talking about Dickerson, Civilians being killed. Civilians being killed. And Netanyahu explained why that happens. Then I watched our friend on Meet the Press, Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd cannot do a show. He's incapable of doing a show without... Donald Trump being the focus. I mean, he's obsessed with that. I mean, for crying out loud, folks, Donald Trump is out. Yes, he 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 can be quoted, he can issue statements, but he's out. He's no longer the vice, he's no longer the president. He's out. Can we move on to something else? But Todd's agenda never ends. So anyway, this cracked me up. You really got to get a load of this. Chuck Todd's talking to, he's got a panel of four there. 
And he says to them, I guess the honeymoon is over. Biden's second hundred days will be different than the first hundred days. Then he rattles off these issues. He rattles off, you got the Middle East exploding into violence. You got jobs numbers being disappointing. You got uh, food prices ticked up. You got the hack pop line, a pipeline leading to gas lines and shortages. And of course, we have COVID with the lack of direction coming from the top. This is not me. These are all, all these items were stuff that Chuck Todd brought up. Middle East exploding in violence, job numbers being disappointing, food prices ticked up, the hack pipeline and COVID. And then, then Todd says this. He asks the people, how is the West Wing prioritizing these mini fires that they're dealing with right now? Mini freaking fires. He calls these mini fires. Violence in the Middle East is a mini fire. Jobs is a mini fire. Gas is a mini fire. COVID is a mini fire. Hacking is a mini fire. He called, this is not me. He said mini fires. And someone's going to tell me that he's not agenda-driven? But he's talking about Donald Trump. He had on, um, what was his name? uh, Representative Republican from Texas, Dan Crenshaw. All Todd wanted to do with Crenshaw was talk about Trump. So Crenshaw said it's time to move on. It's not complicated. He said it's time to move on. He says to Todd, you guys in the press love doing this. The press is largely liberal, largely pro-Democrat. And that really twisted Todd's draws. Todd goes, don't start that. There's nothing lazier than that excuse. Well, you know what? Chuck Todd and the rest of the media, there's nothing lazier, there's nothing lazier than constantly talking about Donald Trump and not addressing issues. I mean, it's stupid now. And this is not, I'm not the, this is not a defense of anything Donald Trump says does anything in the past, present, nothing. But as I said about other issues, which we'll get into in a little bit, they got to talk about Trump because that to them is the sexy part. We can be ugly when we talk about that. What do you think the late night shows from from uh, Colbert to Kimmel to, to Fallon, why are they all getting their asses kicked and the numbers weighed down? Because you know what? Trump's out, so th- they got nothing to talk about. 
But Chuck Todd's talking about there's nothing lazier than using the excuse of the media and the press being pro, uh, being liberal and, and pro-Democrat. No, Chuck, there's nothing lazier than having a show that's agenda-driven, not even-handed, not a discussion, a level, even-handed discussion coming from both sides. No, just, just driving it one way. That That's pretty lazy, Chucky baby. That's pretty lazy. And then you have this other issue. The, the, look. A, a building was bombed with airstrikes and it, it it included in that building the offices of AP. Now, it wasn't, and Netanyahu explained this, it wasn't as if those people were in the building and they were bombed. Israel made sure to let those people know that they had to get out of the building. They had to get out of the building. It was imperative for them to get out of the building for their safety. And the AP, what the hell is his name? Gary Pruitt. The world will know less about what is happening in Gaza because of what happened today. Well, I have to tell you something. Yes, uh, listen. I wouldn't want anybody, family members, friends, anybody to be working in the Middle East. Those those people have courage. You're in the media to be there. Without question. But I'm sorry to say. Sorry to say, you you know, it's not that I want to know less. But that's some of the shit that happens in war. And... They were told, warned to get out, which was the proper thing to do. Now, had God forbid they didn't get out, nor or if they didn't listen or if they weren't warned, that's a different issue. You know, as I said, this is war. If you're going to cover war, These are the things that happen in war. Innocent people die. You want to talk about fair play? Go talk to Hamas about fair play. Here's a question, Hamas. Why did you launch those rockets? Why did you launch those rockets at innocent people in Israel? Yet the discussion is not that coming from the liberal pro-Democrat media. And you're talking to somebody who's been a lifelong raised Democrat. No, all the discussion, it's about Israel being inhumane. Are you kidding me? 
I just don't understand the logic where this comes from. Well, I should say I do understand it. It comes from anti-Semitism. And it's coming from anti-Semitism within our own government. It's coming from anti-Semitism because you have a left-leaning liberal media. And they follow suit and they refuse under any conditions to address it fairly. All right. Let's move on to Ben Crump. You've heard me mention Ben Crump and, and Al Sharpton in the same breath several times. Crump likes to call himself a civil rights attorney. I like to call him a civil rights race-baiting opportunist. And if that offends some people, so be it. It is what it is. Crump was on the CBS Sunday morning show yesterday, you know, the one that's hosted uh, by Jane Pauley, which, by the way, it's a great show. Very, very good show. And uh, yesterday, Crump was being interviewed by Ted Koppel, who, by the way, uh, Chuck Todd and Dickerson and a lot of people would be well served if they... uh, Watch the way Ted Koppel does his business. Because Koppel did a very nice job uh, with the interview of Crump yesterday, for the most part. So Crump says, being he calls himself a civil rights attorney, so he says you have to fight in two courts. And he said you have to fight in the court of public opinion. And then if you win there, then you can get to fight in the court of law. And listen, uh, he's not the only person. I'm not going to claim that he's the only guy, but, you know, court of public opinion, that's all anybody tries to do these days. Let's create, let's get the PR machines working to get the court of public opinion rocking and rolling. So Crump is talking to Ted Koppel, and Crump says that unarmed black people continue to be killed. And of course, he's talking about police doing the killing. And he he came out with these remarks. I'm an unapologetic defender of black life, black liberty, black humanity. I want to end the legalized genocide of colored people. Now, here's where I have a problem. And once again, I'm not beating a dead horse, but folks, I've been consistent with this. You've heard me say this about Crump. Not just Crump, but also Al Sharpton another civil rights race-baiting opportunist. You see, because in talking to Koppel, Crump ran off all the names, all the names of, as he says, unarmed black people killed by police. 
but no mention, not, not, no mention at all of any unarmed black person killed by another black person in their own neighborhoods. No mention at all, not a peep, no mention at all of one-year-old Davo Gardner killed in a stroller last summer. No mention at all of Brandon Hendricks, that 17-year-old innocent high school basketball player wanting to go to college, shot dead for just standing around last summer. Not a peep. When Crump talks about the genocide of colored people, a lot more. Thousands more. By no exaggeration, thousands more are killed by black people than by cops. No, I'm not giving a cop a pass for doing something wrong. But you see, there's no money. Ah, there's no money when in it for for the for, for the Crumps and the Sharptons when a black person kills another black person in the street which is happening all the time. I don't see any press conferences. I don't see any press conferences at all when one black person kills another black person in the street. We just had subway slashes. I think they got three of them now. Well, the three that they have are black. I, I don't see... Crump, Sharpton in the streets saying, come on, people, we got to be better than this. It, it, it plays into every bad stereotype that people talk about us when we kill each other in the streets. And, and in this, I don't see, I don't hear, I don't see no press conferences when it comes to that. You know why? Because there ain't no money in that. But suing a city over a cop shooting, hey, that is a multi-million dollar opportunity. A multi-million dollar opportunity. An opportunity that Crump admits to getting one-third of the take. Well, you do the math. You do the math. Somebody gets a million, uh, 10 million here. What did, what did the Floyd family get? 20-something million? So this is why I use the term civil rights race-baiting opportunist. Here in New York, I mean, we just had all these killings. I mean, the past week, weeks, I don't see, I don't see Sharpton out in the street. The black suspect that they have in custody who just opened fire shooting at was said to be his brother shooting innocent people, bystanders, of which a four-year-old was shot. And by the way, the female cop rushing that little girl has been deemed a hero. Yeah, th- th- those are the bad cops. I didn't see Sharpton talking about any of this. I don't see Crumb talking about this. 
I don't see Crump saying to his to, to his community, how the hell can we expect people to respect us if we're not respecting ourselves? Because you know what? I, th- I think if the Crumps and the Sharptons did that, they would generate far more favor in the court of public opinion. But then again, he doesn't want to rock the boat of the black court of public opinion. And again, folks, the media is guilty here too. Why is the media guilty? Because if it's not a black-white issue, then it's just not sexy for the news. Not sexy enough. Black on black, eh, 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 happens all the time. we, We don't want to get into that. We don't want to get into that. But give the media whether it's print, whether it's electronic, give the media black and white, and then you got something to rock with. Then you got something to run with. This is not something that I'm inventing. This is something that is real. All these issues, it gets covered the way the media wants it to get covered. It is not even-handed. Even-handed, journalism is supposed to be even-handed. Uh-uh. What we have here today is a, no pun intended, a left-handed media. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be able to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can always do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Big time thank yous here to uh, my new home, believe.com. Well, I guess it's not new any longer, but I'm glad I'm here because Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. And above all, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a great week, everybody. And most importantly, stay safe. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.